What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Ablaze Youth Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms that we are Ablaze. How many of you like have ever met a person and maybe you're like, you don't mess with that person when they're hungry. Like, like when they're hungry, like you don't talk to that person, you don't deal with that person, you avoid that person at all costs. And you're like, I don't know anyone like that. It's probably you. Like, like when you're hungry, people are probably avoiding you. Um, not to tell on my wife, but to tell on my wife, if she's hungry, <laughs> you don't want to talk to her. She is a great, lovely woman, and she is so nice. But if she's hungry, yeah, I'm just going to say that. Just stay away. Stay away. I remember one time we were in Italy, and we were having the time of our life. You know, we're, we're vacationing in Europe. We're in Italy. You know, we're like, man, we're in Florence. It's so beautiful here. Look at all the dirt on the ground. It's still beautiful here. People are peeing on the side of the road. It doesn't matter. It's still beautiful here. And we're like, man, people eat lunch at weird times here. It's like 12 o'clock, but for whatever reason, like no one's eating right now. But then we are hungry and all of the restaurants are closed. Yeah. Like it was weird. It's like, I don't know what they do over there, but like lunchtime is different there. They have breakfast and they don't start lunch until like our dinner time and then like our dinner time is just like whatever time for them I don't know I guess they have like late late dinner it's really weird but either way so like we're having a time of our life in this beautiful place and she's freaking out and hungry and it's just like she is not having a good time I'm just like man we are in Italy right now why are you yelling at me in the middle of the street of Italy right now anyway I'm just joking and we eventually found her food and it was like her mood just completely changed like you know she got a little pasta and then she was fine and so basically I, I I bring all that to say it's very much the same in our spiritual walk with God. You know, if you're running on empty, if, you're, if you don't got any food in your belly, if you don't got any spiritual stuff going on on the inside, if you're not filling yourself up with some Jesus, you might not be a pleasure to be around. You might be a little bit irritable. You might be a little nasty. You might be a little gross. And so the whole point of this message is don't forget your lunch, you know. Uh, bring your lunch with you. Take lunch. This, this is my lunch. I brought my lunch today. Uh, it is a bag. And, and I did hear from someone today, a fellow youth, if you will, that you guys don't do brown bags anymore. No. Whoa. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever felt this before, but immediately felt irrelevant. <laughs> it's just like my age has shown. I mean, truthfully, though, I don't know that I ever actually did bring a brown bag to school, but I just thought it was like an iconic thing of like, yeah, you have a lunch, but it's I know it's called a lunchbox. I know, okay, but this is a brown bag and it's got food in it, all right? Do what? Yes, this rep, well, it actually has food in it. This is my lunch. <laughs> We'll get there. Don't worry. <laughs> Guys, it's fine. We will get to the main course. Just pause. It's going to be okay. Let the curiosity keep you enticed to this message. <laughs> What's in the bag? What's he going to pull out of the bag? Is it going to be good? I hope it's a good lunch. It's not going to be that. I don't know who made that, but it looks delicious. I see some bacon. Uh, I did see some mayonnaise in there. I don't know if I want that. <laughs> Whew. All right, anyway. 
So yeah, and okay, so this whole thing birthed out of this one verse, that word birthed. It all came from this one verse over in John 6, verse 35 to be specific. And it says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You know, I first like read that, I'm like... You just had some bread, you'll probably be thirsty. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, but bread's pretty dry sometimes. So I don't know if I'm gonna be able to eat some bread and then just like not be thirsty afterwards. Although I am one of those people that like I can eat my whole meal and then drink something. I don't know how I do it. Like thinking about it is making me thirsty, but I don't, it's like, it's just a thing. It's just something I do. I think like the whole drinking process like messes with the palate and like I can't enjoy the food the same way. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, that has nothing to do with the message. I just thought I'd give you a little insight as to the way my brain works when I eat food. Anyway, so, but you immediately look at this verse and you're like, okay, so Jesus is the bread of life. And if I serve Jesus, then that means that like, I'm never going to have like hunger again. Like I'm always going to have food on my table and like, cool, like pizzas every day. Let's do this. Like, come on, Jesus, Marcos, deliver to me right now. And so, yes, that is true. Like, I believe that if you are a follower of Jesus, because the word says that he provides all of your needs, that if you do follow him, he is the bread of life in that sense, and you will be provided for. But what he is really talking about right here is that you will have your spiritual needs met. You'll have your emotional needs met. You'll have your physical needs met. Everything that concerns you will be met through the bread of life. It's so cool because it's like, oh, man, like, so if I have issues with anxiety, check. That's the issue of life. If I'm depressed, check. That's an issue of life. If I am lonely, I got me a friend, check. If I'm scared, I got me someone to protect me, check. If I need some money, check. Got prosperity. God takes care of everything because he's the bread of life. And I know that I repeat this every time I'm with you because I just want to do it over and over again until you get it in your head. Over in John 10, 10, what does it say? Wow. But what is the, yeah, <laughs> maybe I do need to repeat it every week because I want to make sure you get it in your head that no matter what, no matter what happens every single week, I want you to leave this place knowing that devil bad, Jesus good, all right? The devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus comes to give you a life that's rich, abundant, beautiful, and bountiful, and awesome. Oh. Cool. Yep. That's it. <laughs> that's the word. Anyway. <laughs> so, I, if, if nothing else, if you get nothing else out of tonight, I want you to remember this right here. John 10, 10. The thief's purpose, which is the enemy or the devil or Satan. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil does not like you. The reason the devil does not like you is because you are special. It is true. God created you in his likeness and in his image. The devil was like, what the heck, bro? Like, we've been doing this thing for thousands of years, and you make this dude? 
The devil's not cool with you. This is not my message at all, but dang, it's good. Anyway, but my purpose, God's purpose, Jesus' purpose, the Holy Spirit's purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. So freaking good. Amen. Ah, whoo. Anyway, so I got this lunch, you know? So it's like, when you accept this, oh, dang it, it's gone. Anyway, when you accept that fact, Ooh. When you accept that fact of the rich and satisfying, abundant life, I started seeing this in my mind. It's like, all right, so I got this rich and satisfying life. And it's like, there's like this refrigerator, you know? And there's like this refrigerator that gets gifted to me. And it's just like this refrigerator that's just like full of this bread of life. And it's just like this refrigerator that I can go to at any time with any need or any desire or anything, whatever. And I go to this refrigerator and I open the door and then I just look at it. Cause you know, when you're hungry and you go in, you're like, I don't really know what I want. You know, it's like you go in there and you're like, you're so hungry. And then when you get to the refrigerator, you're like, there's so many options. <laughs> I don't know what I, and then you end up getting like a piece of cheese and you're like, that'll do, you know, but it's just like, <laughs> so you get this refrigerator. And so God has given you a refrigerator in your own household and you go to this place and you can go to this refrigerator and you can get whatever you need. The Holy Spirit is a refrigerator for your life and he has everything for you. He provides for you. He gives you help. He gives you comfort. He gives you joy. He gives you peace. He gives you all of it. But what's cool is you got to keep going to this refrigerator. You can't just like have the refrigerator and have food in it and it like do something, you know? It's not like the food is just there and so you're like, yeah, I got the food. You got to make it. You got to eat it. You got to put it to work. You got to put it to use. Amen. You gotta cook that food. You gotta learn how to cook. You gotta bake it. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you're out in the world, all right? And this is what's super crazy. All right, let's go over here to Luke 4. I'm gonna read it out of the Bible. You know, let's, let's open up a Bible today. You guys doing all right? Feeling good? I'm feeling awesome. I'm super pumped. All right, so... Jesus got baptized, which is pretty rad because, you know, he's Jesus. Like, why does he got to do that? But he did it anyway because he wanted to be like, hey, this is what you should do. This is an outward expression of what happens on the inside when the Holy Spirit comes upon you because the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Even though they're one and the same, they came upon himself. And that's like a whole in your mind anyway, but it's okay. He came upon himself. And so he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Jesus became whole again. He got the word inside of him. He got the spirit of inside of him. And then it says immediately after, immediately after it starts listing off his relatives, and, but really immediately after it says, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River and he was led into the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. And he ate nothing, and he became very hungry. And so what I really wanted to point out there is, in this moment, he goes into the wilderness. He leaves his 
place of comfort, his place of, of salvation, if you will. He went from away from his refrigerator out into the darkness where he was met by the devil. <laughs> but the devil was like, all right, we're going to have this thing. We're going we're gonna to bicker back and forth. We're going to talk out some things. And the devil was coming after Jesus, and he was trying to tempt Jesus. And so let's kind of skip ahead here. It says, over in verse 5, he took him up to the real door. Ah, he took him up and revealed the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And he said, I'll give you glory over these kingdoms and authority over them. And because they are mine, I will give it to anyone. I will give it all to you if you worship me. And then Jesus said, the scriptures say, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And then he was like, well, you know, if you're the son of God, then just jump off. The angels are going to come and get you and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he quoted scripture back to him. And he's like what Jesus said, but the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God. And so what I thought was interesting is early on, it said Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit. And then when something came against him, he came back at it with what the word of God said. So it's like he took what was in his refrigerator with him on the road. He took the Holy Spirit with him. He took the word of God with him. So that way, when the devil came against him, he knew what to say. And so it's like in my lunch here, I've got me a little bit of, you know, Cheez-Its, you know, give me some sustenance. It's going to give me some. Oh, no, no, no. These are Cheez-Its grooves. Don't even knock these. This is a whole different game. But this, Cheez-Its, the grooves are going to give me some comfort when I'm feeling down. My bubbly, my sparkling water. It's going to give me some refreshment. It's going to restore me. My PB&J is going to give me some strength. Because no matter what comes against me, God is for me. The strength on the inside of me goes with the PB&J. And then I got my, my, my little fruit snacks here, you know, just because, you know, fruit of the spirit. <laughs> got those with me too. And then I, I got my Tootsie Rolls, you know. Just because God wanted to give me a little extra, you know, he, he, wanted to be like, he just wanted to be like, I care about you. Shh. And then, even when I doubt myself, I got a little note of encouragement, you know? Chad wrote this. Oh, I didn't read this. Chad said, you are the prettiest gray daddy of them all. That's sweet. That's sweet. I appreciate that. You know, and, and that's like what I think about. Uh, the reason this all kind of came together is I don't know who, if your, your mom still packs your lunch for you or if you're, you know, but, you know, she packed it for you or someone packed it for you because they cared about you. You know, they're like, I want to make sure that they got the, the food with them the, when they get out there. Oh, and I almost forgot the best part. You know, if I eat all this and I'm still hungry, I got my prosperity to buy some more. Yeah, $8 is going to get me something at uh, Wendy's or whatnot. Woo! Yeah, so good. 
you know. Anyway, so this is my lunch. I'm going to eat this later. Um, <laughs> it's my dinner now. <laughs> uh, but it's, I started thinking about it. It's like, you know, your, your mother or your father or somebody, you know, when you were a young babe, when you were a little, little one, someone packed your lunch for you. They loved you. They cared about you. They wanted to make sure you had the food with you as you left the house because they don't want you sitting by yourself at lunchtime, hungry and alone and sad and depressed. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta take your lunch with you. You gotta take the word of God with you. You know, I think about this, like if it were me up in that, that wilderness, you know, and I'd been fasting and I'd been hungry for 40 days and someone came up to me and was like, yo, I know how to turn these stones into bread. I'd be like, do it now. I'm so hungry. Or, you know, someone would talk, come up to me and be like, what do you want for this or blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, I give you anything. I'm just so hungry, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I would do anything to eat because I haven't had sustenance. Well, we're not full of God. We don't have the word in us. We don't have the scripture flowing through our veins and through our mind. We are willing to compromise our morals. We're willing to compromise our good judgment. And I'm not trying to like spank you guys tonight or anything like that, but I believe that there's someone in here tonight and you believe with your heart that this is the rich. Oh, it's gone. Where'd it go? Oh, the rich and abundant life is for you and you believe it's for you, but you're not digging into that on your own. You're not chasing after it on your own strength. You're not, you're not digging into this word by yourself on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and Friday, and Saturday, and maybe even on Sunday. You know, this time in this place is awesome, and I'm so glad that we're able to be here for you. But what I hope and I believe and I pray is that what we're doing here is giving you something to go home with and investigate for yourself. You know, I've said it before, but the Word of God became real to me when I actually pursued it for myself. When I stopped just like coming to church and, and praising him on Wednesdays, but on Thursdays, like having nothing really to do with him other than the fact of just saying like, I am a Christian. <laughs> I am saved. You know, on Octane, at Octane on Monday, shout out to that every Monday, 4.30s, you know, come out, hang out, we meet upstairs. Uh, there's Octane and, and we, were, we were talking, we were having a conversation and at some point, I don't remember what we were talking about. Miller really confused me with his big words and his, his thing. And he was like, you know, doing his thing. And you know, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, but I started talking about how it's so sad to me that there are so many people out there that just want to be saved, but not actually live their life for God. And, and you know what? I, no shame to, to anybody in that sense, because I, I get it. You know what? If you just want to be saved and do your, that's your choice. That's your prerogative. You can do whatever you want. The, the, the Bible even says over in Deuteronomy, it says, I set before you life and death. I advise that you choose life. But if you just want to be saved and live your life in pain and torment and lack and just like boredom and just blech, but then when you die, then you experience heaven, cool. <laughs> That's awesome for you, I guess. But for me, Jesus died to give me that rich and abundant life now. Like now. Like I can have that now. 
I can experience that, that comfort now. I can experience that strength now, that refreshment now, that joy now, that peace now. I think I said peace twice, but extra peace is good. <laughs> I can experience all of it right now if I just pursue God on my own, if I get serious about what God wants from my life. would have been a really good place for an amen. amen. There it is. <sighs> Don't leave your lunch at home. Don't forget your lunch. What I, when you guys leave the house, I want you to think of like, have you ever seen those movies where it's like the kid gets dropped off at school and he's like making his way up the steps and he's like, he's almost to the door. And then his mom's like, oh, Jerry, you forgot your lunch. And he's like in front of everyone. Everyone's like looking at him and he's just like, oh. and he's like, he goes back over and he's like, he's on. she's like, I love you. And he's like, and he goes off. But what I want you to do when you leave your house tomorrow morning, when you get up and you're about to leave your door, I want you to hear me in the background being like, Landon, you forgot your lunch. Because you're right there. You're homeschooled. When you leave your room, Landon, you forgot your lunch. William, you forgot your lunch. Take it with you. Take the Holy Spirit with you. Take the word of God with you. Amen? Amen. Don't leave it at home. Don't leave it at church. Take your lunch with you all the time. Eat lunch three times a day. It's cool to do that. You can have a burger for breakfast. That's okay. It's your life. Live it the way you want. You only get one. Take it with you. And I'm serious. When you wake up tomorrow, you're going to hear my voice being like, take your lunch. Don't forget your lunch. And you're going to be like, dang it, Cody. And you're going to grab your Bible, and then you're going to read one scripture, and you'll be like, thank you, Lord. Taking my lunch with me to school. Amen. Bow your heads, guys. Let's, let's pray this out. <laughs> oh, God, you are so cool. Lord, I just pray that this super weird message just touched some hearts today, Lord. <laughs> I am so thankful that you talked to me in such a weird way that I hope that it is conveyed in such a way that it is just applicable to someone's life. In a serious way, now, God, I, I am just, I'm so thankful for you, Lord. I'm so thankful that we have that Holy Spirit that can go with us in everything that we do, that can remind us of the word that we are learning every single day. You can bring back to our remembrance your goodness. You can bring back your remembrance to, of, of your glory, Father God, and that, that we can be prosperous through you, that we can be strong through you, that we can be healed and whole through you, Lord. God, as we're going about our day, don't ever let us forget who you are in our life and the plans that you have for us. Help us recognize the severity and, and the, the reason that we're supposed to, to follow after you. Not even only for our own benefit, God, but for those that are around us, Lord. I pray that as we take our lunch with us, as we take that word with us, as you bring it out of us, Lord, that you give us opportunities to effectively minister your word, to effectively bring people closer to you, Lord.
God, I just thank you. We love you and we honor you in this place tonight, Lord. If you're in this place tonight and maybe you haven't, you know, been following after God the best way that you should be. You know, maybe you have just been coming to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, and that's just kind of been it for you. And and I'm not going to judge you for it. I'm not going to, you know, make a big deal about it, because I feel like we've all been there at some point. But if that's you tonight, and you're ready to, to make a change, you're ready to to get more serious about the things of God. You're ready to start digging into the word for yourself so that way you actually have something to take with you when you leave. You're ready to make a change. You're ready to, to see the fruits of that rich, abundant, satisfying, glorifying life. Because I believe this. I, I believe that everyone in this room is saved because I believe I know everyone in here. And if you're not, we can talk later and we can actually do that privately and we'll get you born again. But I believe everyone in here is. And so if you're in this room tonight and you just want to rededicate yourself, you just want to get more serious about the things of God, you're ready to make it a part of your life. More than just a social club, more than just a title that you just say that you are, you want to make it a part of your DNA. You're ready to, to reinstate. You're ready to re-enlist your commitment to Jesus Christ. If you're in this room tonight, I'm going to ask that all heads are bowed and that eyes are closed. If you're in this room tonight and you want to recommit your life to Jesus tonight, I ask that you raise your hand. I want to pray for you. I want to help you get on track with God tonight. Awesome. I see that hand. I see that hand. Very cool. That is so awesome, guys. Well, if you guys can put your hands down. If everyone will just repeat this prayer after me, I want to help them. I want to uh, come alongside them. You know, over in Matthew 18, 19, it says, If you agree with anything with your brothers and sisters, where two or more are gathered together, I am there in their midst, it will be done. And so this is going to get serious right now. We're going to agree with you that your life becomes more serious. We're going to agree with you that you have the strength and the courage and the boldness to be more serious about the things of God. And I believe that you're going to do it. And the Holy Spirit will be next to you every step of the way. Courage will come to you. Boldness will come to you. Repeat this prayer after me. Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for me. Jesus, I accept you as my Savior and the Lord of my life. Jesus, thank you for cleansing me of my sins. I'm so grateful for you. You are my Savior. From this day forward, I will be serious about you. And I won't forget my lunch. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And real quick, before you guys head out, I just wanted to like add this one little annotation here because the Holy Spirit reminded me. Don't be ashamed of the Word of God. You know, it's kind of like 
similar to like a diet, you know, we're talking about food and all, but it's like sometimes like when you're trying to cut back on something, like, you know, you guys shouldn't be on diets anyway. But, you know, I'm just going to say typically if you're trying to like do better about eating sugar, you're trying to do better about eating carbs or whatever it is, and then someone finds out about it, they like make you feel bad. They make you feel guilty that you're not like taking part of it. And they're like, oh, my gosh, like we all eat bread. Why aren't you eating bread? You know, oh, my gosh. You know, and they like make you feel guilty about it. But don't feel guilty about the word of God. Don't feel guilty about this new diet that you're going to be a part of. Don't feel guilty about this. You know, and, and it's, it's similar to like a diet. A diet is just a thing. Is, this is a lifestyle. You know, you're doing it to help yourself. You're doing it to better yourself. Be proud of that. Own that. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's message. We want to remind you, if you'd like to join us in person, we meet every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. here in Madison, Alabama. We are Ablaze Youth Ministries, grades 6 through 12. We hope to see you. Otherwise, be sure to keep on listening to the podcast.